Hi, this is Millie, and this is the Escaping Narcissistic Parents podcast, where you will find the validation and love you have been looking for. Welcome to my new listeners, and thanks to my loyal friends. Please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers, and please consider donating to my podcast at www.patreon.com slash narcissistic parents. I will put all of these links in the show notes. Okay, guys, today's podcast, I, w- I was thinking about something I hadn't done before, and I, w- I want to try to model for you what a letter to your mother or father would look like. Now, let me start off by saying this is a letter that you write. You put all of your anger and frustrations and feelings into the letter, and then you burn the letter. You do not send the letter. That letter is meant to give you a sense of, I'm getting rid of this stuff, but you do not send it to them. Remember, if you send it to them, it is number one, communication. Number two, it's narcissistic supply. Because if they know that you're angry at them, guess what? You're giving them supply. That's what they want from you. They want some sort of emotional response. Okay? So I'm going to model it. And actually, I'm going to use examples from my life. So you guys, I, I there's nothing on here you haven't heard before, but you're going to hear it all in one episode. As opposed to hearing you know, this situation that has to do with one episode and this, you're going to hear a lot of my stuff all in one place. So, um, I've, I've written this letter and I may have to write another one because you can always think of something or if you have complex PTSD, you're constantly remembering things or you might come up with new things, right? Or you realize new things. You never know. So you can add, you can do a new letter, it's, it's up to you, but never ever send them the letter. This is meant for writing and burning or throwing in the ocean. You can do it that way, depending on what feels best for you. I did that when I was very young. Um, and not, no one told me to do it, but something inside of me said, you need to write this person a letter and just burn it. And, and that's what I did and did it. I mean, did it, did my heart stop hurting right away? No, but I think there was some freedom to it. You know, I, I got to say what I wanted to say and, and it it was released. So here we go. Okay. This is what mine, I would start off with. I don't like calling her mom or mother. So I would say dear egg donor. That is what I, how I refer to her a lot of times. Dear egg donor, I am now in a position where I feel physically sick every day of my life because I have an autoimmune disorder and I have stomach issues. And it's all related to what you did to me my entire life. I feel it's unfair that you live calmly 
that you're 80 years old and that you're better in better health than I am guaranteed. It is not fair that you get to live and have other people believe you feel sorry for you at my expense. It is not fair that as a child you put these thoughts in my head that were all wrong. You you made me think that God was an awful human uh, an awful being that punished me and was always looking at what I was doing. This is me when I was little. When the worst I could do was a little white lie and you made me think that the spots on my nails, the white spots on my nails were lies. And that God was looking and I obsessed over those white spots on my nails. In parentheses, you guys, if any of you are crying because I said that, it's because, you know, you were probably told something similar or something to that effect that, you know, every every lie or everything you do uh, comes out on your body somehow and God is watching. And I'm sorry, right? I, I'm sorry and you need to mentally go back to that place and tell your small child self that they're going to be okay. That you love them. That those white spots are created because you bang your nails against things when you're a kid. That it's not a lie that you said. Close parentheses. I hate that I wasn't able to audition for the school play because you purposely made me late for my audition. You didn't take me on time. I hate that when I was 11 years old, I asked you if a boy were to ask me to the movies, if you would let me go. And you started yelling and screaming and acting like I had asked you if I was allowed to murder someone. And you threatened to move to Puerto Rico with your friend who turns out to be your ex-sister-in-law. And in hindsight, I wish you would have done it. Even though it would have hurt that you left, in the long run, I may have come out a better person with less issues than if you had stayed. So I wish you would have left. I hate that when I was nine years old that you got a job and you went to the job for the first time and I was being watched by a neighbor who had two daughters that were my age range. And when you came to pick me up, I had been playing with them and I didn't want to leave because I was having fun. And I could see in your face how angry you were. And you decided to come back a half hour later. And when you picked me up and a half hour later, I was terrified because I knew that I was in trouble. So I didn't even enjoy that half an hour because I was scared. 
You took me by the hand and you pushed me all the way home. And when we got home, you started screaming and hitting me. And then you started to say that your left arm hurt and dragged me back to the building that we had just come from so you could get your blood pressure taken because I was the cause of your high blood pressure. But as I now know, you are 80 years old and you haven't died. So you didn't have heart disease, not congenital. You weren't born with it. That's for sure. I hate that when I was going to graduate from my eighth grade, from eighth grade, you told me that you weren't, you might not go. You weren't sure if you were going to go because I had got to be in social studies, a, a subject I just never liked. And I continued to only do the bare minimum in social studies because I didn't like it. And everyone's allowed to not like a subject in school. And getting a B is still a good grade. And when I processed in for my 8th grade graduation, you weren't there. You came later. Even if you tried to gaslight me and tell me that you were, you weren't. Okay, I just want you to know that that didn't work. You are not able to gaslight me the way that you think you did. Most of the time, I knew my memories were correct. That's just for you, for you to know. I hate that I didn't do as well in high school as I could have because I was tired and because I didn't want to have to live up to these expectations that were just not doable, right? That I was supposed to get straight A's every single quarter. I was supposed to be the perfect student, but I wasn't. And I could have been, I could have been because I was smart enough to do it, but I didn't do it on purpose. I made sure I had a couple of classes that I wasn't getting A's in but that you still couldn't do anything about, even though you threatened that if I didn't do well enough, that I would be sent to boarding school. I hate that that happened because that hurt me in the long run. I hate that I went to a college that I absolutely loved. I felt at home at that college. It was a beautiful campus and it was in the city. And I just, I made friends. I hung out, I, I was always with someone. Two years, I got to enjoy that. That school helped me to get over one of the more most painful experiences of my life. And... You took me out of that school after two years. And you told me that it was because I got a D in calculus. And I'm not going to defend that D right now. I don't have to defend anything anymore. You don't control anything in my life. But you took me out. And I know why you took me out. Because how dare I enjoy 
my life, especially when you weren't a part of it. And that was the problem. Manhattan College was not your area. You had no control over that. So you decide to tell everyone that I wasn't attending classes, that I was smoking and drinking coffee, which I was in my during my breaks and before and after school. Not during classes. I attended my classes. You lied to the family. They fell for it hook, line, and sinker. Almost as if they had never met me before. Right? And then I was forced to go to work full time when I had been raised to not really know about the real world. And I had the worst anxiety panic attack of my life lasted two weeks where I was vomiting every single day. I lost like 20 pounds and you forced me, you would force me during that time period to get dressed and go to work when I would come right back home because I was sick. You would yell at me because I was having a panic attack. And it was inconvenient for you. I will never be able to really forgive you for that. Because it still to this day affects me that I didn't graduate with my friends. That you gave me a choice when I was graduating from from high school. Either college or work. And you took that choice away from me. Because you never intended to give me that choice. Or maybe you did, but you took it away. Either way, you took it away. Because you pulled me out of school and it's not like I could go to another school. I wasn't working. I didn't have money. I should have been smarter. But I forgive myself for not knowing the things that you were doing to me. I hate you for messing me up sexually. Making me think and feel that sex was a sin. And it wasn't just having sex. It was any type of sexual pleasure was a sin. I hate you. I hate you with all of my heart. For making me see, see you painting yourself like the Virgin Mary. To the point where when I got old enough, I called you that. I called you the Virgin Mary. Because you were a virgin when you met my dad. What a freaking joke. You were married before you married my dad. You were married. And you probably had a kid. Or more than one kid that probably stayed in Cuba. So I'm expecting that bomb to explode. Except it won't be. Because I know it's coming. You can't fool me anymore. You can't hurt me anymore. There's not going to be any surprises coming my way anymore. I'm done with you. I've been done with you. The only thing is that my daughter sees you from time to time. And I give her that freedom because I'm not like you. And that's the one thing you gave me. Was the roadmap to be a much better mom than you. Sincerely, your DNA 
daughter. Okay, guys. So as you see, there was a lot that came out there. I, and I could have kept going. That wasn't all of it. That wasn't even close. But it feels good to just say those things that they did, right? It feels good. It felt good just now. And I've already done this. Every single thing that I said, I've already written down and burned. Right? Those scars are very difficult. Or they're, 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 they're just so hard on you. Because you know that you're living now the consequences of those things that they did to us as children when we were growing up, right? I don't work because I have an anxiety disorder related to work based on that experience and my experience working as a teacher. It's tough. Sometimes we just have to face those things that hurt us because it's the only way to get through it. It's the only way to get past it. It's to go through it. Those things don't affect me as much as they used to. Right? They don't. When I started to realize. When I, when I realized what my mother was. And I looked back in my life. And I started to see the things she did. Right? Or with the help of my therapist. The situation of when she worked for the first time when I was nine and I was punished because I wasn't thrilled to see her. I was having fun. My therapist was the one that pointed out that I was a child and I was having fun. I was playing. That's what children do. I still had that in me as something I had done wrong, even as a 40 something year old woman. And I'm sure there's way more things than that, that I still have inside that I think I did wrong and it was just a normal child behavior right so I can talk about that and it doesn't hurt me anymore I can talk about the the one thing that does create feelings in me is pulling me out of college because I feel that that really affected the the trajectory of my life I ended up working in a field that I had no intention of working in or even knew what it was at the time because of being pulled out of school over one bad grade. And I just, I don't want to keep defending myself, especially to you guys. I don't need to, but everyone in that class got a bad grade. (laughs) There were a couple that were just really good. It was Calc 3. Calculus 3. Something that, in all honesty, my mother wouldn't even be close to be able to do. She couldn't even do an algebra equation. I tested her because she used to tell me that she was a math teacher in Cuba and that she taught every grade and whatever. So I tested her. I gave her a simple equation to solve and she really couldn't do it. So it proved to me that she was a big fat liar right there. So her gaslighting didn't always work, which, which I'm glad, I'm glad that I was able to say, no, you know, uh, my memory and what, what happened to me was correct. And you saying that it didn't happen doesn't change my mind. And that's the one thing I am happy about. But I know some of you may have had that doubt because it's very easy to gaslight someone 
in our situation. All right, so I hope that was helpful, and I hope that showed you how to, to, to just express everything you want like you were telling your mom without actually having to tell her or your dad. And go to the barbecue or get something that's flame retardant, right? You don't want to, you don't want to burn something that's going to burn, <laughs> right? Don't put it in wood, put it in something metal and light it on fire and let, let the, the cinders just go off into the universe and let it feel it, feel the release of all of those situations that no longer hurt you and serve you. All right, guys, I hope that was helpful. I love you all, and until next time.